protection. You done on the right? How we do it, everybody? <laughs> it's not the right spot. Woo-wee! We're going to mute your microphone from this day forward until... <laughs> I can't hear her. I gave her a heart attack. She's grading papers for little ones, and I gave her a heart attack with one of my hearty welcomes. Andrew, do your welcome as if it was Kyle. Hey! <laughs> that was not really a Kyle impression. Was just I like this one. This was a good one. I went straight in. You know how some of those singers, they, you know, they move the mic in and out, you know, closer to their mouth when they're being real quiet. And then they, when they want to, like, whoa, you know, they really bring the mic way away from them. Yeah. I went right in. What else did you say? I asked Siri how many Mexicans there were. And she said 130 million. <laughs> well, that's weird. <laughs> Siri knows a lot of good information. There are 130 million Mexicans. That was really weird. And they're man. not all in Texas. Those I, are I know tr- plenty of people that are Islam and Mormons and Jews. Well, I do okay, know. Why are you on this racist rant today? I'm not a racist at all. <laughs> Yelling about Mexicans and Islam and Judaism? Well, I know plenty of those people. They're all good. They're all good people. It's all good. <laughs> So, hey, today, thank you all for joining us, first of all. Kevin, thank you for joining us. (laughs) This is the most disastrous intro. You started off hot today. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about a fantastic group of legends. And you know how many uh, legends we've got in play right now? we got 234 FTEs in the state of Texas that are current Texas Rangers, baby. Oh, Texas Rangers. Okay. We're talking about Texas Rangers, and I'm not talking about the baseball team. Yeah. I'm talking about legit Captain Call, Gus McCray type Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers are not a baseball team. Well. Houston Astros, that's that's, a baseball team. That's a legit baseball team. Texas Rangers, they're little league at this point. Well, that's offensive. There There are some fine young baseball players that are out there trying. Hey, and we built that new stadium. We're about yeah. to open that stadium up. Yeah. So. That'd be fantastic. Our laugh track just came out. And I was, <laughs> you woke her up. And she's mad. Woke her up from a deep, deep hibernating sleep. She's bad. Man, that was a good opening. That means my opening was killer this time. There will good. be a giant sucking sound. Yeah, that's what it was, a giant sucking sound. What, from the Texas Ranger talk, the baseball team? No, just this your whole your whole kickoff to this thing. It was fine. It was fine. So we got, right now, the Texas Rangers is alive and well. So thank you, men and women of the Texas Rangers that are current and active right now. Hope you enjoy listening to this, and you might want to turn that audio down just a little bit during my first three seconds of this video. It's too late. They've already heard it. <laughs> audio. Now they can't hear the episode at all. <laughs> okay, turn it back up. Turn it back up. We'll talk for a few minutes and okay. then you can go about your business. So tell us about the Texas Rangers. What is their charter? A lot of people don't really know what the Texas Rangers Defend, do. Defend, protect, and serve the great state of Texas. That's what they're doing. So are they kind of like the FBI of Texas? Well, they have evolved and morphed into that right now. Yeah. And so the nice thing is they don't have a jurisdiction of like one county or the other. They got the whole great state. The whole state, yeah. Right. And they tend to collaborate with FBI and CIA and Homeland Security and all that right now. They do all that. Mm-hmm. But that's now. But they're a, they're a, a division of the uh, Texas Department of Public, whatchamacallit, crap, what's the Safety. name? Safety. Safety. DPS. Now, is Chuck Norris still the leader of the Texas Rangers? He is. Okay. He is. He, Walker is still in command. Walker? Okay. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> he's not. Wait, that wasn't real? 
It was it was it was based on a lot of I thought that was a reality TV show. Walker Texas Ranger? You're saying that wasn't real? I it was not a reality TV. Oh man, you're just blowing my But he was by far Walker mind. was by far the most famous Texas Ranger. That TV show was so cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> man, if you it was the worst. If you made Chuck or his sidekick, I can't remember what his sidekick's name was. I don't remember. That guy was a good kicker too. <laughs> Because both of them would kick you right in the face. Did you ever watch it, Andrew? So it was Chuck Norris, and he's a Texas Ranger, and and he would just break out into you know karate, right? That's how he would. Well, he didn't. Yeah, take I've care heard of about people. the show. I've never actually watched yeah. it. Oh, you should. You so it's kind of like a martial arts show based in Texas. That's right. That's <laughs> it's right. Really bizarre. And he just didn't. He preferred not shooting people. Yeah, he just so karate he just, chop them. He just kick him in the face. <laughs> so was he was awesome. he was Texan Batman then. Better, better, oh, better. Wow. Yeah, better. Because you remember Batman, the old Batman. You remember the original Batman? <laughs> yeah, that he was couldn't. hilarious. We were talking about that the other day, weren't we? He couldn't kick. <laughs> were we? I think so. You remember he'd be hanging on something. He's like, Robin, if I could, if I could only reach my bat belt. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, it so was stupid. always that. Adam West was. He a, was head like he was out of shape. Yeah, like, he was he out of shape. Like that was like back in the day where yeah. they thought if you like wanted to get strong, you'd eat a bunch of steak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> eat he, a good meal. No, it was and basically a blue, a, a light blue unitard, and he was kind of chunky. Adam <laughs> West was kind of chunky. And the the bad guys would always create these weird contraptions instead of just killing them. They'd put them in these weird contraptions and give them you know. 30 minutes, and yeah. there'd be like a timer running. You yeah. Know, 30 minutes, you're going to die. Yeah. And then, and somehow, then they would he somehow would, escape. He'd reach to his bat belt and find some contraption and get out. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> so, anyway, but Walker was not a Texas Ranger. And so, let me just give you a little bit of background on Texas Rangers. But Texas Rangers are real, alive, and well. They're part of the Texas Department of Public Safety now. And uh, they have 234 FTEs, 166 commissioned rangers, 68 uh, support personnel. I mean, I got the the numbers right in front of me. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And they make they make all kinds of investigations all over the state. They make felony arrests. They arrest on misdemeanor charges, et cetera. They do all kinds of stuff. So they're everywhere. Um, and they they go after serious stuff. They're not these are not piddly people. They as a matter of fact, back in the day. As they developed and, and moved into this current role, they would take on the kind of heavier hitting cases that local law enforcement couldn't handle. They'd kick it up to Texas Rangers. So you got a note in here saying that they've conducted 15 hypnosis sessions. Hypnotic? What? That's what it says. Rangers conducted 15 hypnotic, hypnosis Hyp- sessions. Yeah. It, it's, in the, it's on the DPS website. If it oh. says that, then there you go. Oh, I thought you put it in there. As a point, you I didn't to talk make. About. I can't even make that up. Right. Okay. So you don't know what that means any more than well. I do. It means exactly what you. <laughs> apparently, we've got a Texas Ranger out there who knows like, how to do hypnosis. <laughs> you, you will wake up and you will be a chicken. <laughs> He's got a little watch. <laughs> yeah. It could be. Now they did that to Batman. You remember that? <laughs> you remember the episode where they hypnotized Batman? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Terrible. I think so instead he, of karate chopping him, he's like I think he hypnotizes came, him. He hypnotizes him to be a bad guy, like the Joker. Yeah. And then Robin had to snap him out of it, like slap him. <laughs> oh, that's right. They hypnotized Batman to yeah. be a bad guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> throw, throw a glass of water in his face. It was something I like got- that. Whack him in the head with a pillow, or you know something. But you got to get him out of that. 
Do you think uh, this guy that is doing these hypnosis sessions, do you think he is doing it like, you know, in the heat of, like, you know, like you said, Chuck Norris would just karate chop him. Do you think this guy is... This, like, gets him instead of yeah, so, kicking him in the face? Yeah, he's so like, the guy's about gonna, to shoot him with a gun. And that's, like, that's like Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi in episode uh, four, where he goes and he's like, these are not the droids yeah, you're looking for. It's like that. Force. It's yeah. probably to, like... For, like, interrogation purposes, right? No, no, not at all. No, what you talking about, Andrew? Yeah, it's silly talk. Silly talk. So the history of the formation is, hey, you know who was deemed, and I'll ask you this because you're not looking at the notes. You're a cheater. You'll look at the notes, and I'll ask the laugh track over there because she's just now waking up. Who do you think the father of Texas is? Sam Houston. No, it's not Sam Houston. The father of Texas? The think? father of, of Texas. Stephen F. Austin. I don't know. Stephen F. Austin, your brother's right. Oh. Stephen F. But it wasn't Sam Houston. Um, so Stephen F. Austin. I thought so, you were going to say it was Sandy Annie. Sandy Annie? No, he would have been if wrong. we wouldn't have beat him. If we wouldn't have beat him, Sandy Anna would still be the father of Texas. <laughs> Sandy Annie. So there you go. So, so then Stephen F. Austin, the father of Texas, he called a group of men to come and range and protect, and he broke it into three, basically, squadrons. And they were they were broken up, and this was all on the frontier because we didn't have – I mean, we, we had – They like, were formed to take on the Indians, right? Yeah. We, we had talked like, about that on, the, on an episode before. We did? Yeah. I'm kidding. Of course it was. Oh. You you know what? If you want to go back and get some fantastic history, you should go listen to two episodes from us. One is just on the uh, Lonesome Dove episode, and the second is the Horse Warrior episode. And that covers, so I'm kidding. Of course I know that, Kevin. The Lonesome Dove overview and the Horse Warrior one. It speaks to the importance of the Texas Rangers during the early frontier days. But Stephen F. Austin set this up because we only had six, seven hundred people in the state of Texas overall, and they were all moving into that frontier. Remember that line only of the missions? Six hundred people, six or seven hundred people. I didn't know that. That's all we had at that time. Wow. And so while we had this frontier, Stephen F. Austin set up three groups, and it was the Brazos to the Trinity Rangers. Then we had the east side of the Trinity River was another group, and then the Brazos to the Colorado. I mean, so if you think about that line, remember that line of the missions that would the Catholics develop? When well, did that, he set up the Kilgore Rangerettes? That doesn't have anything to do with this. It doesn't have anything to do with this. <laughs> what? Kilgore Rangerettes <laughs> has nothing to do with this. That is offensive, sir. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not called on. I'm not that offsides. But the Kilgore Rangerettes, we talked about that with Sammy a while back. That's a, that's a different deal. And that doesn't have anything to do with Texas Rangers. So they were organizing the companies, and uh, the the Rangers had to balance between being soldiers and fend off, say, the Mexicans or the Comanches or the Apaches, soldiers on one hand or police or detectives on the other because we had outlaws and you know, hooligans and all kinds of bad drunks and whatever, and the Rangers had to come back and say that balance between all that across this vast land. Then um, we really had four events. Oh, son, I forgot what those four events were because I was going to type that down. But there were four things that happened that were especially bad to the Texas Rangers. One, 
was the oil boom. I'll just see if I can remember this from my research. The oil boom was one because the there was there weren't enough police. We had no military out in West Texas or East Texas when we found all that oil. And there was no way that we could basically shepherd and protect all of our people from all these interlopers coming in during the oil boom. That was one. Really? The second one was around, what do we call it when we outlawed liquor? Prohibition. Prohibition. Pro- Prohibition was the other one. Because they were responsible for enforcing it? They were responsible for enforcing it. Then the post-Civil War days Fair. was probably the darkest era for the Texas Rangers because they had to protect against the carpetbagger laws. And so we had the union just won. The Texas Rangers are there to basically enforce the carpetbagger laws during Reconstruction, and that was a horrible, dark time for the Texas Rangers. What is that? Well, the carpetbaggers were coming in, and they were basically looting and taking over and setting up shop, and they were saying, well, we're reconstructing under union law, U.S. law, and however you've done it in the past, these carpetbagger laws um, uh, supersede whatever you've said, so I'm going to set up camp here. And it was, a, it was a dark day in the South on a lot of fronts because there was a lot of corruption. Hmm. There was a lot, a lot of corruption. And unfortunately, the Texas Rangers had to uh, basically enforce and allow for that construction. And then there was a fourth thing, and I can't remember where it was. I'm sure it was probably around just the, the frontier settling. So what I wanted to move into were the – there was this fantastic article on the f- most famous Texas Rangers, and Chuck Norris Walker was not it. Even though, if you uh, pre- did you see the legend of Ricky Bobby? What do you think? The answer is no. Take a guess. The answer is no. So that Will Will Ferrell show? Did you see that? The legend of Ricky Bobby? Yeah, like a long time ago. Okay. Okay. So I don't remember anything from it really. Well, he named his two sons after Walker was one son, and Texas Ranger was the other <laughs> son. <just> said that. <laughs> So great. I mean, that's deep south right there. When you name your two sons, Walker and Texas Ranger. So great. So if anybody remembers that, there you go. But um, so there's this great article in, again, it's in the history.com, Andrew. And um, it's the eight famous Texas Rangers. And the first seven are really the – along the frontier and how they battled the Indians and they were made a name for themselves – but the eighth one is the one that you and I have already referenced before, and it's a guy named Frank Hamer. Remember that name? Mm, mm-hmm. What did he do? I cannot remember. He shot he, Bonnie yeah. and Clyde. Oh. He went and shot him with a big old Uzi. That. It wasn't an Uzi. It was actually uh, it was like a Tommy gun. He had He had four of them. Four lawmen. That's two, right. So the Rangers were after Bonnie and Clyde for yeah, quite had, a bit. We had two retired Texas Rangers. So Frank Hamer and another fellow. I don't have his name in front of me. And then we had a couple of FBI guys <clears throat> and local law enforcement that they're, they went with us. And we tracked them all the way over. Uh, so Frank Hamer led about a 103-day um, tracking. And what Bonnie and Clyde would do is they would go in these concentric circles, and they would go and they would – and they killed, I think they killed at least 11 or 12 law enforcement be, uh, people. And I'm talking like kick them, get them on the ground, shoot them in the face, that mm-hmm. kind of. And there was two of them here in Grapevine mm-hmm. that they shot. I mean, mm-hmm. like DPS officers. That was terrible. Got them on the ground, shot them in the face. Bonnie and Clyde also once, after robbing a bank, went to a record store and bought every single one of Jimmy Rogers' records. Okay. 
I didn't know that. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you yeah. making this up? No, that's for real. Well, I learned so, about that in that documentary. So, really? the, yeah. so, so the sad thing is, is that Bonnie and Clyde were heroes in the South. They were just seen as kind of these carefree young people that were doing whatever they wanted, and they were taking money from the banks and all that. Well, they the the tide really turned after these grapevine guys were basically executed, and Bonnie was one of them. She executed the guy. She went up and shot the guy right in the face with a shotgun. Jeez. Mm. And so that got out. The media got that, and and it was on Easter. It was on Easter Sunday, and so these were two dads that were killed. Hmm. And uh, so then after that, once it got out into the Dallas Times Herald, Dallas Morning News, all that kind of stuff, and then it got out, leaked out, you know, company countrywide, and they were seen as more kind of villainous. And so anyway, Frank Hamer and his team. So let team, me ask you this: Did you know that uh, Frank Hamer was not a Texas Ranger when he engaged with Bonnie and Clyde? I do know that. Yeah. He was a retired, he retired. So he retired. He'd been with the Rangers for a long time. He'd mm-hmm. retired out of that and had been out of the game for 10, 15 years. And um, there this was says a, that he was a special investigator for the state prison system. And he spent 102 days tracking them. That's right. That's right. And and, and back then. And tracked them down to Louisiana. Yeah, because like. we didn't. I mean, we didn't have computers back then. I mean, he was just trying to make sense of where their connections were, mm-hmm. and he just watched their movements. And it was in these concentric circles around Joplin and Dallas or Fort Worth, and you know, up to Kansas City or whatever. And mm-hmm. he just tracked that, and so he predicted they were going to be in Louisiana, and he found them. And sure enough, they set him up in an ambush. And uh, and his quotes were, you know, hey, I I feel bad killing a woman, but she was she was already a multi-murderer mm-hmm. so the only the only knock on frank hamer was is that uh that he was his he had a reputation of of being a little violent as opposed to he didn't necessarily care anything about arresting he was more just take him out shoot first is that why they brought him in to find bonnie and clyde do you think they, they absolutely wanted like, bonnie this, and clyde this dead. guy will take care of it they, they knew that clyde in particular was not because of what he discussed with his family that he was not going to turn himself in, that he needed to be killed. Mm-hmm. And Bonnie was really the same way because she was nuts. Mm-hmm. So they needed really a killer to go get killers, and that's why they got Frank, Frank Hamer in. And he already had a, a fantastic reputation as a Texas Ranger, and then he'd just been out doing special assignments for the 10 years after that. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was pretty interesting. So anyway, we've got a great resource now. Of Texas Rangers are still alive and well in the state. Uh, they are an agency under DPS, but – uh, they're still out there, and they're doing a lot of investigations, and I think they collaborate with all types of uh, agencies across, uh, you know, across state lines, but uh, mainly on the really gnarly stuff in Texas. I like these uh, uh, pictures in this article. Oh, yeah? I see John Coffey Hayes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're tough-looking dudes. They are. Yeah. Look no. at his hair. It's like looks like he's standing in front of a fan or something. Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, they used to use some uh, – Pomade and things of that nature. <laughs> Remember that? Put a little pomade Remember on that? and then you sleep in a hairnet. Did you ever do that? No, I didn't sleep in a hairnet. No, you should do that tonight. Put, pomade. A little, put a little pomade on and then put a hairnet on and it keeps it nice and in place while okay. you're sleeping. I'll be all over that. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I was going to ask you another reference. If you ever saw um, that George Clooney movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah, I did see that. Well, he did that. He put pomade on, slipped oh, in hairnets every night. Okay, I forgot and that about was, that part. That was back in the day. That's what people, the men did because they didn't wash their hair very much. So there they is just, a guy in here named Walker, Samuel H. Walker. Mm-hmm. He's number two on the list. Mm-hmm. Do you think he inspired the character? He might have. 
He's they were tougher than a boot. Ben, I like uh, William Bigfoot Wallace. Yeah, did you read about him. I did, and he ended up uh, just kind of he retired and stayed in Texas, and he was more of a an advocate for the Texas Rangers. So he was re- more of a legend. I like the way he came when he was 19 years old. <coughs> His brother got killed in Texas by the Mexican army. Oh, yeah. At Goliad. He came for blood. Yeah, so he came to get revenge, but by the time he got here, the war was over, and so he stayed and, you know, joined the Texas Rangers. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Lived in San Antonio. That's right. That's a cool story. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm just acknowledging what you're Captain reading. Captain Bill McDonald. Yeah, tough. Tough as a good boot. man. I had a fraternity brother named Bill McDonald. He's an Air Force uh, pilot right now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He's tough as a boot, too. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are a bunch of tough-looking fellas in here. Yeah, I like what you're saying over there. All right. Well, what else you got? Texas Rangers. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody offered to bail you out, right? Nah, I'm okay with silence. I had this one guy I worked with, and he's like, I like to use silence strategically. It is very, you can be very strategic with silence. You know, it, yeah. He's right. When you're doing a negotiation and you're going back and forth and you've like, well, here's my offer. And they're like, oh, surely you can do something more like that. And then you're just stone faced and just quiet. Oh, it's so awkward. Love it. I worked with a guy who was brilliant at just using it after a statement. I've never, in fact, I was thinking about him today because I've never. I've never encountered anyone that was as, as good as he was at using it. He could make some kind of provocative statement, but make it in a very calm voice, and then he would just stop talking. Let that sink in. So he would make a statement that you, you know, would throw you off, you couldn't respond to, and then he would just stop. And then the silence would just kind of like, you know, wow, solidify the whole thing. He was really yeah. good at it. Yeah, I'm normally kind of chatty Cathy, so I... Uh, I don't let that silence sit out there too much. Yeah. Anyway, what does any of this have to do with Texas? Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but I like it. All All right. right. Hey, appreciate you all listening to us today. You guys take care. Have a great week. Adios. Bye.